Y'all went in Hebrews chapter 11. Very quickly, it's 6.34. I'm going to preach fast, so listen in a hurry. Verse number 8, read with me. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful mm, who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in, what's it say? Multitude. And as the sand which uh, is by the sea, help me, what's it say? Innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but were persuaded of them. They were convinced of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country... And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. God, we ask it to bless the message. Bless your people tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to preach real quick on this thought, the God... Of our faith. We look at verse number one and we mentioned this on Wednesday night. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And again on Wednesday we, we spoke at length about this faith. It is a believing to the point of action. It is to trust or to rely upon God. As we've talked this evening about the blessings of God, namely the peace of God, the assurance of God, uh, we, we look at the blessings of God and how that they come by faith. We preach this morning that we are saved by faith in Romans chapter number 5, verse number 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, uh-oh, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, we said it again today, verse number 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. And so we know that the blessings of God come through faith. We know that according to Scripture, if we were to turn back just a couple verses, we see in verse number 38, the Bible says in chapter 10, Now the just shall live by faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And so tonight, I just want to talk just a little bit about the faith that we just read about, the faith of Abraham and Sarah. Now, I'll reference some Old Testament verses where he speaks of Abram or Sarai, but I'm just going to say Sarah and Abraham, and uh, y'all write it down however you want to. But number one, I want us to know this tonight. Brother David thrilled my heart when he said they were in Moultrie. Oh, goodness, to see how big God was. (laughs) 
You know, it, if you've never lived by faith or followed a man living by faith, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna know what that means. But number one, I want you to know that God is bigger than our faith tonight. The Bible says in verse number eight and nine, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. Now, let's just stop right there. He was told to go to a place that he did not know about. He was told not to go in any direction. He was just told to leave, and he obeyed. Now, that's faith, amen? That is faith. But I want us to know tonight that God is bigger than our faith. Over in Genesis chapter number 12, verse 1, 2, and 3, it says, Now the Lord said unto Abram, I get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee, and I will make thee of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And so we see the call of Abraham here in Genesis chapter number 12. But we also look at in those few verses and we see the promises of Abraham's call. Uh, he's told he was going to go to a new land. He would inherit that land. He is told that he would be made a great nation. He's told that he has promised, rather, uh, that he would be blessed. He's promised that his name would be great. He's promised that all nations or all families uh, would be blessed through him. And I want us to know tonight that God's blessings went further went deeper or beyond Abraham's faith. There's no way that Abraham, back as I mentioned this morning, 500 years before Moses, there's no way that Abraham could have realized that he would be considered a hero of the faith. There's no way. He was just doing what God told him to do. He was obeying God. He was stepping out in faith. Remember the definition of faith we gave you just a moment ago? Believing to the point of action. And so Abraham was exhibiting his faith. When God said to go, he got up and he went. Uh, so we see that he didn't under, he didn't know about the hero's hall of faith here. Uh, he had no idea that his name would be recorded here. He had no idea of those that would come after him. Oh, we see there in uh, Genesis chapter number 12 uh, that, that he had no seed. He had no children. Uh, but do you realize that if we look here, uh, we mentioned it this morning, if we turn our page, the Bible says in verse number 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob, and then we see Joseph, then we see Moses. And so he had also no idea that his seed too would follow God by faith. There's no way that he would know that you and I would still talk about him. No idea that songs would be written about Abraham's faith and how, how we can uh, fashion our faith against Abraham's. There's no way that he could realize the end of God's blessings. I believe that God blessed Abraham's faith far beyond what he could ask or think. We look over in he, uh, Ephesians chapter number 3, verse number 20 and 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding... And abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now, I, I, I originally wanted to read only verse number 20, but I got to looking at this and it says, unto him that is able. And then it doesn't give anything beyond that. 
You look at your verse, verse number 20. It talks about what he can do. Now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. It says unto him. In other words, Samuel, he's going to give him something, but he doesn't give him anything in verse number 21. Because there's a verse 20 or verse 20 because there's a verse 21. He repeats himself unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages with world without end. Amen. Christ or God is going to get the glory. But here, just as Abraham realized that his faith would be would receive blessings far beyond what he could ask or think. Paul said that you and I would be blessed beyond what we could imagine, what we could think. I was riding with a preacher just the other day on Tuesday, I believe it was. And he made the statement. He said, I don't live based on what I get. He said, I live based on what I give. And uh, it, it kind of hit me, not in a wrong way, but, you know, one of those things where you're like, wow, that's that's a light bulb. And he began to say that, uh, and, and he just kind of laid it out. He said, God gives me this near about every month. He said, but somehow or another, I give that and even more. And it's because the more that I give, the more God gives, the more God blesses. Uh, but we, uh, in our minds, in our faith, our own human faith, uh, we try to hold on to everything that we can. We try to hold on to that 90% instead of giving that 90% that God's given us and live on that 10%. I guarantee if you start doing that and flipping the way that you live according to your faith, God will begin to do some things that you never asked or never thought of. Number two, God is better. We saw that He's bigger than our faith, but God is better than our faith. Look with me at verse number 11. It says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged Him faithful who had promised. So God is better than our faith. Sarah's accomplishments by faith are these. She bore the promised seed and His name was Isaac. She was well past her age to do so. The Bible says that she was 90 years old. Now, there ain't nobody in here no 90 years old. And I ain't even going to tell you how much my wife is. But she doesn't told me. She Nope, she ain't going to happen. Cap'n. So she, she's past that age. Now, I realize biologically there is an age that the Scripture is referencing here. Uh, but I don't remember ever reading about a 90-year-old woman in Time magazine giving birth to no baby. I, it's just something that boggles the mind. But here it was back in, in Abraham and Sarah's time when she, 90 years old, gave birth to her first child. What about that? Now, we're talking about God is better than our faith. Listen to this. We see that what, what, what happens, we see that she, she received the child when she was 90. We see that she bore the child. She bore that promised seed. But notice how small her faith was. Over in Genesis chapter number 18, verse number 12, uh, this, the messenger came and said, uh, by the way, Abraham, uh, this time next year, Sarah's gonna be with child. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I 
I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. But then in verse number 15 of Genesis 18, she was called on the carpet. Those messengers, the angels of the Lord, they said, why doth Sarah laugh? And she said, Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not. For she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. The reason that she laughed was because of unbelief. She knew her own shortcomings. She understood the promise that God had gave her husband. But she knew how old he was. She knew how old she was. And she could not get her mind wrapped around the fact that God could do what He promised. Can I tell you tonight, it does not matter your circumstances. It does not matter your talents. It does not matter your own provisions for yourself, God can do what He promised He will do. Somebody say amen right there. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm 43, I think, and uh, again, Lori's not that old, uh, but uh, it would be a miracle for me uh, to have another baby, not physically, maybe so, but Maybe so, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I think of Brother Terry. I don't know how old Brother Terry is, but Brother Terry's got a three, four, five-year-old running around. Bless his ever-loving heart. Now, I don't know how things are at the house, but I'm telling you, when I get 50, I ain't trying to run after no little child to catch them and change a diaper or potty train them or anything else. And here we go. We're looking at Abraham. He's a hundred now. His wife is ninety. She's just given birth to this child. And they're looking around and said, ain't God good? All the while, I'd be saying, Lord, take me home. But here they, they realized that Abraham had been given a promise, but still her faith was weak. She had small faith. But I'm glad that God honored her small faith and gave her a child anyway. You see, we may not have faith to believe that God can fill this house up. But if we can have faith that God can fill a pew up. Brother Jody, you have faith that God can fill. He's already filled your pew. And then this this next pew, somebody believe that God can fill that pew. And somebody can believe that God can fill that pew. Before long, bless God, the church will be filled. Amen. And though you may not have faith to believe that God can pay all your bills this month. And you have no way of finding the money to bring that in. But can I tell you tonight how that God... About to run. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He ain't worried about your bills tonight. God can handle your bills. It might come out of somebody's pocket in this building. It might come from a stranger. It might come from, there ain't no telling where. But I believe that God is able to do it. I, you know what? Look over here. I, I wasn't going to do it. I'm trying to hurry and y'all ain't letting me hurry. Look over here in Psalm chapter number 50. I read this in, in Bible school or in Bible study yesterday, the Psalmist David in, in, uh, uh, or Psalmist in, uh, Psalm 50, he was, he was saying his own things and all of a sudden God interrupted. And he said in verse number nine, he said, I'm not, I will not take, I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy fold. He says, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. They're his too. Now, y'all listen to me. We're talking about God. God's talking right here. He says, I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. I got to looking at at, uh, turkey season coming up very soon. 
very soon. I ain't never been turkey hunting in my life. I'm so excited about it, I can't hardly contain it. And so I was reading, I was just making sure I was on the right thing. I didn't talk to Nick, I talked to Ashton, I got the right bullets, I got my gun. Get, get, get. What all do I need? Do I need war paint? Do I need orange? What do I need? I've tried, man, I've tried everything. I'm, I'm so ready. But Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'm going to get one of them birds. And I hope y'all going to get one of them birds. But guess what? God knows when one of them falls. What did it say right there? He said, I know the fowls of the mountains. You remember them deer that we killed just a couple months ago? God knows every one of them. <laughs> he knows when they fall. He knows where they're born. He knows when Ashton, Ashlyn runs right over the top of one of them. He knows when you break their neck when they hit the side of your vehicle. He knows every single one of them. That's God. But listen to what he said. He <laughs> said, Oh, I got tore up on this one. He said, now he just told Samuel, he just said, look how big I am. I own all this. But he said, if I were hungry, I would not tell thee. <laughs> he said, if I ever did get hungry, and I ever did have a hunger pain, he said, I'm so big, I wouldn't tell you about it. I'm so sovereign, I wouldn't tell you about it. I'm so much God, I wouldn't tell you about it. Because he could just speak whatever into existence that he needed. But I'm glad tonight that even hunger is a sign of weakness as far as humanity goes. But God is not, he is, listen, he is not weak. He is not weak. Never been hungry. He said, if I, get, if I did get hungry, I wouldn't even tell you about it. Listen to this. We're talking about God being better than our faith. Quickly, look. Matthew, or Mark, rather, Mark chapter number 4, verse number 35. I'm not going to read all this, but we know that there was a storm that came up. Jesus said, let's go the other side. A storm came up. Jesus asleep on a pillow in verse 38. Uh, they went to, the disciples went to Jesus, said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace be still. The wind ceased, there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They feared exceedingly and said, one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The disciples have slept in the same area that he did. They sopped out of the same bowl that he sopped. They drank out of the same cup that he drank with. They watched him raise the dead. They watched him heal the sick. They listened to his words, but they still had little faith. Look also, Matthew chapter number 17. Verse number 20 and 21, Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, or it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. But listen to this, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. He was talking about a spirit being cast out. And he says, Y'all trying to do things in your own self based on the faith that you can have. He said, but there is a faith that comes from God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. I said faith comes from God. And here God is offered in spite of the weakness of our faith. He offers us a faith that comes directly from Him. He says the faith of mustard seed can move mountains. Number three. God's promises build our faith. 
You ever, you ever listen to people say, get up and testify about the things that God's done for them, and you sit there with your mouth wide open and say, wow. You mean tell me God would do that? Well, God's never done that to me. God's never done that for me. And you're not meaning it like you're jealous, but you realize God's never, you, you've never had that type. It could be because you've never needed that type of blessing. God's never needed to meet your need in the way that He did. But I guarantee you, when it comes down to brass tacks and you get to that place where you don't know what to do, there is God. When you get to that place where you've tried everything else, there is God. Oh, when you've gone every direction that you can, you've gone high and low and left and right, there is God. Right in the middle of everything, there's God. And He is able to build your faith on the faith of others. By faith, Abraham, in verse number 17 of our text somewhere, it says that he offered up Isaac. Now, how could he have done this? This was the promised seed And yet God said, take thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and offer him. And he did. He did it. How could he do that? By faith. Now, it's it's been speculated, but I, 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 in my heart, I believe that when he said to his servants, y'all stay here, me and the lad will go yonder to worship, but we will come again. I firmly believe whether he was going to go up there and not have to do it, or he was going to have to kill him and God raise him from the dead. Either way, they were going to worship God, and they were coming back down, both of them together. Now, we could argue about it all day long, but in my heart, I'm convinced that Abraham had faith. This is God's promised seed. He's promised. He's given it to me. He is not going to let me go without my seed. He said, we're going to worship, but we're coming again. Faith grows as we take in the Word of God. Listen, we got a, we got a reading schedule right here. This is what is today. Somebody help me. April the, April the 19th, Deuteronomy 3. What? What did I say? Okay, so today is the 19th. Somebody say amen. Deuteronomy 3 and 4, Mark chapter 16 and Proverbs chapter 16. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but I wonder how many have read that today. Maybe you've not read that. Have you read your Bible? Have you read your Bible today? Not just, not just during Sunday school when you get bored. Not just during preaching when you get bored. Not maybe just sitting around saying, well, let me see what this. I'm talking about when have you got in the Word. Listen to what the Bible says in Romans chapter number 10. It talks about those uh, coming to faith. Those coming through the preaching and through hearing. And he says in chapter 10, verse number 17 of Romans, so then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. I don't believe we're taking it out of context when we apply it to our message tonight. If we want our faith to increase, we're going to have to get in His Word. You're going to have to get in His Word. Is your talking to that man this morning. I don't even know what his name is. He was talking about his faith. It was weak last week and he came to church last Sunday. God just blessed him. How many's ever been there when your faith is weak? Good night of living, I have. 
Faith is weak. Now, I'm not being super spiritual, but if I start taking inventory, I guarantee you one of the things that's missing is Bible reading. Is your faith weak tonight? When's the last time you got in His Word? When's the last time you read His Word? The examples of faith of others. We're talking about God's promises build our faith. Look at this quickly. The examples of the faith of others. I'm not going to turn there. Exodus chapter number 14. People of Israel now, they've been, they've been, they've been pushed out. They've been let go, however you want to call it, out of the land of Egypt, out of bondage in Exodus chapter number 14. Uh, they now, they're free, but somebody's chasing them and they come to the Red Sea and they have no way through, no way around, no way over. All of a sudden, Moses stretched forth his rod and boom, they walked across on dry land. Why was Moses able to do that? Because Moses had already saw his rod bud, or Aaron's rod bud. He had already seen that rod turn into a serpent and then back into a rod. He had already seen things happen by God's power. His faith throughout his life. And we know that Moses wasn't perfect. But by faith, he was able to stretch forth that rod, believing what God can do. You know what those people did? They didn't sit back. Oh, I don't, I don't believe. I, I can't believe this. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. No, they knew their enemy was behind them and they saw a clear path and they took that clear path. Their faith was bolstered because of Moses. Our faith is bolstered because of each other's faith. What about the walls of Jericho in Joshua chapter number six? Joshua chapter, you, you remember that story? He was, he was Jericho. God told him, y'all, y'all just, just march around. He said, on the seventh day, he said, I want you to shout. They shout. They, they did all the things they were supposed to do and the walls came down. And we think about that, Nick, and we think, well, that, that, there's no way that can happen. Just, just by them shouting, it was the power of God. But by faith, they were obedient to God. We look. At First Samuel chapter number seventeen, there's a little little red faced boy named David. He's, the Bible says he was ruddy. He'd already killed a lion. He'd already killed a bear. He'd already done a lot of different things. But yet here he was. He was facing a giant. And somehow or another, God saw fit to build David's faith. Now fast forward to today. How many times have we talked? about David's faith in saying, the Lord is on my side. And he reared back with that sling and that stone and it sunk into that giant's head and killed him. Graveyard dead. You see, the faith of Moses and the faith of Joshua and the faith of David, and we could go on and on and on. We could talk about the faith of you that are in here today. You are still here. God has blessed. God has restored some things in some of your families. God has given you some things that you've never had before. God has done things. God has healed. God has delivered. God has raised some of you up tonight. And it is because of your faith that we can glean from those things. And God bolsters our faith. Because you mark it down, our faith is going to get weak. 
I, I, I'm just going to say this and I'll give you the, the, the final thought and then I'll let you talk for a moment. I'm 40, I'll be 44 this year. Now that's not as old as some, that's not as young as some. But I'll be 44 this year. Been saved for almost 31 years. And Brother Jody, in that 31 years, over and over, God has blessed. And God has done things that I thought He would never do. It, Eric, it's not because I didn't think God could not do it. It's just that I, I didn't think that I was worthy of God doing those things. But over and over, God has done it. And there's been a lot of times when God has done something on a Monday, Brother David, and by Friday my faith was weak and I thought, there's no way God can do this. And the Holy Ghost would say, do you remember just four days ago? Do you remember last month? Do you remember the last time we found ourselves in this place where you were disturbed and distressed and you laid it all out before me thinking, how in the world are you going to do this? Do you remember what I'd done last time? And so even the faith of ourselves in our past will bolster our faith today. But we forget about that. We forget about the faith. There's folks tonight that are dealing with things that that are beyond our comprehension. But I want you to know, you, you can believe my word, or you can believe their word. God is able. And God is faithful. And God will allow your faith, or the faith of others. Can we not forget about that man that was sick of the palsy? Could not move, could not do anything, but yet he was born of four on a bed in front of Jesus. They carried him up the stairs and broke through the roof and lowered him down. We never, Miss Irene, we never see where that particular man said a single word. Yet he was healed and his sins were forgiven. Could it be, Abby, that the healing came not because of his faith, but because of the faith of those others. We need to trust God for the impossible. Now, now, now listen, I, I told the men yesterday in Bible study, I know God's never going to give me a million dollars. Ain't no sense in me praying for a million dollars. You say, how do you know that? Because I'm just ignorant enough that I'd spend it in a week. There, there, I know that. I don't need a million dollars. God knows what I need, and God will provide what I need. And I'd be happy with my needs being provided. There's no sense in me asking the Lord to put in my bank account all those many dollar bills. There's no sense in it. But you better know there's been a whole lot of things in my life that seemed impossible, and yet God has provided. God is bigger. God is better than our faith. Your faith may be strong today and you've got it every bit of it together, but tomorrow it may all fall apart. You may get one simple phone call, one text in today's time, maybe a one text that blows your life completely apart. You may go to work tomorrow and everything just is just messed up. You may go home tonight and something happened in your family. Everything gets fouled up. You may go on vacation and all of a sudden, Brother Lee, yeah, one bike ride. 
Just like that. But Stanley, one bike ride. Just like that. Still don't fully know what happened to either one of y'all. But God. Look where you're at. You probably both got pain. I know, I know Stanley's got pains. But it's changed you. It's changed who you are. It's changed the dynamic in your family. But you're still alive. God's brought you to this place. So let's, let's don't forget tonight that God is able to help us. God is faithful to help us when our faith is weak. 